What does it mean that man's blessing is the blessing of the sons in the work? It's written in the Zohar about the verse. He asks about the verse, and he blessed Joseph and said, I will bless the lads. We should look in this verse, for it says, he blessed Joseph. But we find no blessing for Joseph here, that he blessed Joseph, but his sons. He replies, Rabbi Yossi said, it is precisely it, since it implies Malchut. It is written, blessed Joseph, which is the blessing of his sons, since his sons, Menashe and Ephraim, are regarded as Malchut which is called Et. And when his sons are blessed, he is blessed first. This is why it writes, Joseph too, since a man's sons are his blessing. We should understand what it means that if the sons are blessed, Joseph is blessed also in the work. What does this tell us? It is known that all our work is that we must achieve dvekut with the Creator, which is equivalence of form, meaning to bestow, just as the Creator bestows upon the lower ones. Because of it, we were given the work in Torah and Mitzvot to do them in order to bestow. By this, one becomes corrected at the root of his soul, which is Malchut of Atzilut, which is regarded as the whole of Israel. This is why Malchut is called the Assembly of Israel, since all the souls come from her. Hence, to the extent that they work in order to bestow, they cause Malchut, who is called Shechina, to unite with the Creator called Zeranpin, or Yesod of Zeranpin, for Yesod is called righteous. Who bestows upon Malchut. However, when Malchut is receiving for herself, she has no equivalence with the giver called the Creator. And this is regarded as the Shekhinah being far from the Creator due to disparity of form. This is considered that the Creator cannot bestow upon Malchut and thus the souls have no abundance. When the Creator cannot bestow upon the lower ones, due to the disparity of form between them, 
This is called the sorrow of the Shekhinah. That is, from the perspective of the receiver, she cannot receive abundance because if she receives abundance for the lower ones, it will all go to the Klippot. Called receiving in order to receive. It is also called sorrow from the perspective of the giver, because the thought of creation is to do good to his creations. But now he cannot give them the delight and pleasure, because everything that the creatures will have will go to the klipot. Hence, the giver is sorry that he cannot give. Like a mother who wants to feed her baby, but the baby is sick and cannot eat. At that time, there is sorrow on the part of the giver. In the words of the Zohar, this is considered that there is sorrow above, that there cannot be unification, meaning for the giver to give abundance to the receiver. The giver of abundance to the lower ones is called Malchut, who receives abundance from Zalanpin. In the words of our sages, this is called Israel nourish their father in heaven. What is the nourishment? It is that Israel qualify themselves to become fit to receive abundance. This is his nourishment. Since this was the purpose of creation, which is to do good to his creations. Therefore, when the lower ones engage in Torah and Mitzvot with the aim to bestow, they cause unification above, meaning that Malchut too, who receives the abundance for the lower ones, to become a giver. This is called the unification of the Creator and the Shekhinah. That is, there is contentment above because the lower ones cause abundance to flow downward. But if the lower ones do not work with the aim to bestow, it causes sorrow, the sorrow of the Shekhinah. That is, there is sorrow above that Malchut, who is called Shekhinah, cannot bestow delight and pleasure to the creatures. However, we should understand why it is called the sorrow of the Shekhinah. Since the Creator created the world in order to do good to His creations, thus it should have been called the sorrow of the Creator. That is, the fact that the creatures do not engage in Torah and Mitzvot in order to bestow causes that the Creator will be 
unable to bestow. So the sorrow should be attributed to the Creator, not to the Shekhinah, who is called Malchut. Baal said, what is the difference between the Creator and the Shekhinah? He said that it is one thing. It is, as the Zohar says, he is Shukhin, dweller, and she is Shekhinah. This means that both names are one thing. But are light and kli. That is, the place where the shochen is revealed is called shechinah. Hence, they are the same thing. But where the light cannot be revealed because of the disparity of form between the light and the kli, it is considered that the Shekhinah, where the Shochen should be revealed, is deficient. For this reason, we relate to the Shekhinah, since the Shochen cannot be revealed to the lower ones due to their disparity of form. And since we're speaking only from the perspective of the vessels, we call the exile Shechina in the dust, Shechina in exile. Since we are speaking from the perspective of the Kelim and not from that of the lights. This is why it is called the sorrow of the Shechina as though she suffers from her inability to bestow upon the lower ones. But if we elaborate on the details, we should say that there is also sorrow here on the part of the giver, who is called the giver to the lower ones. But when we speak from the perspective of the Kelim, we call it the sorrow of the Shekhinah. According to the above, in order to have contentment above because he spoke and his will was done, this means that in order for his desire to do good to his creations to be carried out, so the creatures will receive from him delight and pleasure, which is the joy that the created beings cause above. As our sages said, there has never been such joy before him as on the day when heaven and earth were created. When the creatures walk on the straight path, when all their actions are in order to bestow contentment upon their maker, they make malchut, which is the root of the souls, work in order to bestow what she receives for the souls meaning for the souls, so they become able to receive in order to bestow. 
This is considered that the creatures cause the unification of the Creator and His Shekhinah. By this, abundance is bestowed upon the lower ones because the abundance that is extended for the purpose of correction. That is, through this reception, in a manner that is in equivalence of form, there is pleasure above, since during the reception of the abundance, there is no shame there because of the correction that they receive in order to bestow. This is the meaning of the verse. Many are the afflictions of the wicked, and he who trusts in the Lord, Chesed, will surround him. We should understand what is many are the afflictions of the wicked. It seems as though because of it, he who trusts in the Lord, Chesed, will surround him. But in the work, we speak of one person who comprises the entire world. The meaning is that as long as one is under the control of the will to receive, he is called wicked, since he cannot say that his guidance is good and does good. Hence, he suffers torments when he wants to work in order to bestow. A person asks, Why did I not suffer afflictions when I engaged in Torah and mitzvot before I began to do the holy work that it will be in order to bestow? I had joy in the work and I was always happy since I believed in reward and punishment. And this is why I observed Torah and Mitzvot. But now that he has begun the work of bestowal, he feels pain when he wants to engage in Torah and Mitzvot. And it is hard for him to do anything for the sake of the Creator. Each time, he sees how far he is from Kedusha. For Kedusha means equivalence of form. And now he sees that he is far from it. The answer is that he should believe that the fact that now he has become farther from the Creator and he is asking, this feeling that he feels, that now he's worse than when he worked in order to receive reward, is not because he's really worse than before. It's not that now more evil has been added to him and because of it he is worse. Rather, it is because now that he has done many good deeds, the truth was revealed to him, that the evil in him governs him. 
את האמת, איך שהרע שבו שולט עליו. Conversely, before he had the good, he could not be shown the truth. Since the bad and the good must always be balanced, it follows that he is not in such a descent that he thinks that this work is not for him. He wants to escape the campaign. Rather, this feeling comes to him precisely when he has good. Yet, he believes in the Creator that he was given from above to feel these states of pain. While one is still in a degree called in a degree of wicked, when he cannot believe in a guidance of delight and pleasure, when that person overcomes, it is called he who trusts in the Lord. At that time, he is rewarded with chesed will surround him. We should interpret that Yesovevenu will surround him comes from the word Mesovev, consequence. In other words, the pains that the wicked suffered was the reason for the chesed. With his meriting the quality of chesed. It follows that many are the afflictions of the wicked caused him to be rewarded with chesed. This is okay, right? It is simple. Yes, Niv? Why is the system built in such a way that there is bestower, malchut, sons? Why isn't, isn't it sufficient, say, just creator and created beings? Why is there such a system called malchut? In order for man to be able to depict the vessel by which he is connected with the Creator that exists outside of him and outside of the Creator. There is something in between them. So that he can get closer and speak about something if a person would feel it inside of himself, what would he be able to work on? And if the system did not exist, then it would be just, say, the Creator? So how the person depicts to himself that he exists outside of the Creator, and bit by bit he can get closer to him and adhere to him. Why couldn't they just, the created beings, us, let's say, just connect and be in contact with the Creator. What? Why do we need this mother of the sons that 
mediates between us and the Creator. In order for us to be able to work with the forces of the Creator, but it is us. So, we can leave our nature and connect to the Creator's nature to intermediate degrees between us and from there to bestow. It was done deliberately. If we did not have this concept of the Shekhinah, just the Creator and the created beings, the created beings have to connect and be in contact with the Creator. Well, how can they do it? Why not? The created beings can depict to themselves a reality where they disconnect from what they had before and get closer to the Creator. And then they seemingly have some control over their state. This gives a person the possibility to talk about what is he, where is he, where was he before, where, where does he want to be, etc. So when we want to get closer to the Creator, we need to portray to ourselves adhesion. adhesion in Him or this vessel called Shechina, which is complete. Here, uh, yeah. well, let's talk about that as well. The vessel where we are all incorporated is called the Shekhinah. And what fills the Shekhinah, the upper light, is called the Creator. This is why it is written. She is the Shekhinah, the dwelling place, and he is the creator, and this is how they need to be together. We need to cause the filling of the Shekhinah by the creator, so that the two of them will complete each other. So our goal is to cause the wholeness of the Shekhinah? Yes. Or the joy of the Creator who bestows upon the Shekhinah? Ultimately, of course, we need to cause the joy of the Creator. This can be by the Shekhinah becoming revealed with its full power through our actions. Yes, Rabash writes, by his sons being blessed, he is blessed too. This principle, is that the principle working in the ten? This principle operates in every spiritual action, which says what? 
that we work on the vessels, and in these vessels later on, the Creator is revealed. Is there another way to be blessed, or only through others we are blessed? By you gathering or causing the gathering of the broken vessels, and to the extent that they connect the light, according to the equivalence of form, is revealed in them. Another question, how can a person on a degree of the wicked can reach a state where I trust in the Lord? The degree of wicked doesn't mean that he is wicked because everything comes from the Creator, from the shattering of Adam Rishon, the, the sin of Adam Rishon. That is, we shouldn't start with uh, saying, oh no, but rather this is the situation. And we have to discover that uh, situation and see what are the steps by which we can uh, establish him, bring him back to a state of uh, life and so that he can feel himself. But when a person feels himself as wicked, it comes from the upper one. How does he come to a point where I trust in the Lord? Well, because this was to begin with. For what purpose does he discover himself as wicked in order to correct himself and identify with the Creator? What does it mean, I trust in the Lord? Trust the Creator means that he's also incorporated with the light of Hasadim. And he says, when we speak from the perspective of the vessels, we call it the sorrow of the Shekhinah. The sorrow of the Shekhinah, it's felt in our vessels, or there's also sorrow in the light itself? The general Malchut is in a state called sorrow. Sorrow means lack of chasadim. Therefore, she cannot fill herself with the light of chokhmah. The feeling of joy or sorrow, more what he describes here, it's our sense of the Shekhinah, right? It's not actual sorrow of no, we cannot say it's in truth or not in truth. We feel that she feels sorrow, that she's in sadness, and that we are the reason for that state. Who is in sorrow, the created being or the creator? The Shekhinah, the place that the created being prepares for the revelation of the creator. something non-tangible becomes tangible when he talks about joy or happiness here? Well, they were not revealed before, but now they become revealed. How is it that suddenly it becomes tangible, actual sorrow or joy? Because the person already comes closer to the Creator in that he wants to do something for the benefit of the Creator, for his benefit. And so for him, be with an empty vessel or a full vessel, this is the entire essence of uh, bad, of evil. But when he starts and reads, then he reads that as the sorrow of the Shekhinah. Okay, what is it? He doesn't know. 
at a certain point he does know how does it how does something that's outside the senses suddenly becomes inside the senses a person who is in the study and doing certain actions he discovers that the whole world is actually deficient even though this deficiency is not revealed to them and the whole world is suffering suffering because the creator is hidden from that a person reaches the state where the concealment causes him sorrow not because he doesn't have it he doesn't have something but because the creator is not revealed to the created beings then he prays for the Shekhinah which is the place of the revelation of the creator to the created beings and this concept the Shekhinah becomes his new vessel of feeling where he feels joy or sorrow Yes, everything is for the Shekhinah. Now that Shekhinah, can we say it's the vessel of sensation of the Creator where he feels pleasure or joy? Yes. So basically he receives a new emotional vessel shared by him and the Creator. Yes. Rav, you said that the moment that Malchut imparts to the souls, her quality becomes bestowed, from reception to bestowed. My question is, how do the souls... She begins to be called Shechina. The quality of Malchut is to receive, and the moment that she imparts to the souls, it says that she now is bestowing. Yes. So my question is, how do the souls become givers, bestowing? To whom do they bestow? To whom do they bestow? How does their reception become bestowed? To whom do they bestow? They receive in order to bestow. But Why? Because that's how they bring contentment to the Creator. It's unclear. The Creator wants to bestow. They say it's like the cow that has more milk than necessary. She's bursting. So that thus they come and suckle the fulfillment from the Creator. So why cannot Malfu do it by herself? Why does she need the souls, but we can do it? That's according to the deficiency. In Malchut, there's a deficiency to give, and the souls have a deficiency to receive. There just has to be an intention here to bestow to the Malchut, to the Shekhinah. No, no, Go ahead. We say that the quality of Malchut is reception. When she bestows to the souls, she becomes a giver, bestowing. The souls, it's the same. Their quality is reception. Yes. How Malchut needs us in order to become the bestower, the giver. How do we become givers, bestowers? This order is it's not clear. If there, would, there was something on the level below me, I would understand 
it follows the same same manner, same scheme. You don't understand how the receiver becomes a bestower by receiving in order to bestow? The intention changes. Why can't Malchut change its intention? Why does it need us? Because it's a system. Only the souls are in a state where they can replace the degree, the intention, the action. That's exactly my question. What is the difference between this system of the souls and that upper system? Because what exists in the souls is a different substance. It's a substance of reception. And thus they can be more flexible, working either in order to receive or in order to bestow. And the substance of Malchut, it's not the same? Anything. lesson how yes. in the ten do we direct ourselves now so that the mother will enjoy from us that we will be her good children if you together as a ten think about how to delight or please mother then you understand that other the intention what we call man raising man there's nothing else to do so you do that. What is this man? What is the request? Man is a request, a prayer. What is the request? That the upper one will give us all the conditions so that it's clear to us how we do the actions of bestowal. And the upper one is capable and wants and to do it. Also about the last paragraph. Many, many are the afflictions of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord will be surrounded by mercy. This is what he writes. And he explains that when a person walks on a path, he advances, the more and more he discovers the evil. It's not that the evil is added to him, but it is only revealed to him how much he's buried inside of his will to receive, his bad qualities. This evil is manifested not only internally in the person, but also it is manifested in how he influences his external environment. Sometimes um, he breaks loose over his uh, tan, he may hurt his family, he discovers his evil, he reveals his evil towards his external environment. Yes. Well, with himself, he can somehow balance it. He says here that the person should tell himself that if the evil is revealed, it is revealed because I also have good. And the person overcomes by that. Right? This is if he advances correctly. But if he doesn't advance correctly, then he discovers more and more evil that he cannot balance with the good, and then he erupts. Okay, so he needs to correct it. 
Of course. So his correction with respect to himself is more or less clear to him, to this person, what he has to do. He has lack of chasadim. Okay, so he comes and prays and tries to connect and yes. But what about the uh, ramifications of what he did to his external environment? How does he make the correction there? The Creator corrects. There are such states, let's say not not uh, everyone, not all the states, but you can say that many states, the Creator corrects them. He has no control there? Control, there is no control at all. The ability to, to change something also barely, barely exists. He should think about the next states, the future states. We talked about uh, Shekhinah and said that we need to bring contentment to the Creator by connecting the Shekhinah. How do we do this from within the ten? How can we please the Creator by connecting the Shekhinah? When we connect together and want to reveal the Creator in order to give Him contentment, so each one of us gives His supposedly tenth part to the general calculation. Then all those parts, when they gather, they are raised to the Creator. They uplift to the Creator. What is the tenth part that we convey, that we pass on? The malchut of each and every one. All those malchuts connect, and they bestow upon the Creator. The Creator receives them and fills them. Okay. Can we make a precision? We always learn that we restrict Malchut and convey what is above Malchut. Okay, yeah, that's how it is. But you're saying that we bring Malchut to the general connection. Each one of us has an individual Malchut. We want to connect them all together. And in this way, reveal. That's how we reveal. Almatavan. The animate body um, eventually passes away. How does a person use this seemingly unpleasant state to raise the Shekhinah? On his body, on his life, like an opportunity, what he can do with his body or with the states the body is going through, which is called life, and what he could do by this he's using it and raising it to the Creator. Uh, 